Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. Fantastic opportunity to share and to articulate the things that God has spoken to. And I want to invite you uh, during uh, this next uh, song of worship. We're going to um, stand and sing in a moment. And as we do that, if God's kind of impressing upon your heart, that the word that he has for you is also a word for us as a church. I want to invite you to come forward. Just come and see Dubs or Michelle down the front here. And they're going to help uh, organize uh, an opportunity for you to be able to come up and uh, share that word into the church community. So please, uh, if that's you, I want to invite you to come forward as we stand and sing now. So let's stand, let's sing. If God's spoken a word for the community through you, then come now and come and speak to Dubs and Michelle. This is Mercy. Mercy, what has God been saying? So Pastor Mike, I'm so excited. You won't believe this. This time last year when we were fasting, the Holy Spirit impressed Haggai 2.9. Haggai 2.9, the later glory of this house will be greater than the former glory. And this is the season the Lord is going to move. It's a season of revival and He's calling all the warriors to stand in the front line, to be bold, to be fearless of their enemy and He's going to use us. The Lord is going to move in and through us. He's going to do great exploits and He's going to raise prophetic revivalists and He's going to bring clarity into the vision of the church. This is the season, a season of revival. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mercy. That's Thank wonderful. You. Thank you so much. Karen, let's put our hands to Karen for painting for us today. This is Karen. Thank you, Karen. Uh, what is, where's God, what's God been saying? Well, I have a prayer ministry led by God to do, and um, I'll go out to shopping centres and pray for people and bless them with prayers. And one night, um, just to share a story of what had happened, I prayed for the Lord to show me who was the person going to be that I'll be praying for the next day. Mm. And Holy Spirit, as clear as anything said, you'll see an Asian lady wearing red, but you won't know what to pray for. So the next day when I did go out to the shopping center, it took some trust and some wait because it was about 45 minutes before I actually saw the lady. And yes, I did not see any healing um, ministry prayer or anything. But as soon as I saw her, God led me and said, depression. And I just wanted to share that Holy Spirit talks to us if we are so willing to listen. Mm. So great. Yeah, thank you, Karen. Thank you for sharing that. That's right. Just even bringing ourselves before the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you have for me today? That's a great thing. Craig Hughes, how are you going? You all right? Looking very sharp today. All right. What is it, Craig? What's the Lord been saying? Uh, I just uh, have been reflecting recently on what um, Pastor Mike's been mentioning last week in his sermon about the post-quarantine church. A book written to speak into their churches today, quote from Tom Rayner, we don't want to go back to the past. The future is what the Holy Spirit has waiting for us. Mm. Remember, learning from the past is important to move forward, but the future is what the Holy Spirit has waiting for us. God has laid these words in my heart for the church, and I hope it's an encouraging word here it is. Whatever new thing God has laid before you, trust him and boldly step out in faith, pursuing 
whatever that is, knowing that he has gone before you and will hold you up strong. Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The new thing might be something completely new, or you carry out an existing thing in a new and a refreshing way. As you know, there is plenty of people in our world that have not come across the love of Christ. We have the opportunity to share his love with every way that works for us. God has made each of us unique. And so we have the permission from God to be creative in reaching out to others in ways beyond our imagination. Whether you, whether you are in the room or online, can I encourage each of us, wherever we are placed, to think about how are we going to share the love of Jesus to others today's, in today's world? God bless. Thank you, Craig. Wonderful. It's wonderful, Craig, to know how God's speaking to us differently, yet he wants us to be a people who share our faith. Thank you so much. Our Citizen of the Year for Teacher Gully, David George. Thank you for being with us today. What, what has God been saying? It's interesting, Mike, over 47 years we've been worshipping here and God has never asked me to speak before, so here we go. Over the past few Sundays, Mike has laid out where, as a church on mission, we feel we're being led. This is in a range of areas, but keeping strongly to the fundamentals as we update goals and style following God's leading into the future. On several occasions, Mike has given thanks for the rich and positive sense of family that we are currently blessed with. And each time I have sensed a deep concern, not because I disagree with Mike's assessment. A strong and loving church family is the essential base from which effective, relevant and winsome ministry and mission can flourish. But it's the last thing that Satan wants. Hmm. So I've been convicted that at this time, especially, we need to be on our guard against attacks, both on the church and at the family level. A loving, caring church family only comes through faithful teaching, dedicated ministry, and loving men member input over years. It's a beautiful gift of God that blesses twice, us, the family members, and as a powerful base for ministry in the wider community. As with our own family, so we need to pray and work to keep this sense of unity and of love and purpose. As we move forward, my fear and expectation is that Satan will attack us and we need to be ready. Satan can attack us in all sorts of ways. He attacks the leadership and their families. He attacks us in our marriages. He um, allows us to debate in relatively trivial and um, bickering type ways. Um, we, we can be inward looking and only want what we want and we can be think that regular attendance is something that's optional. And so let us revel in God's blessing at this time, this special family we have here and each of us be on our guard against Satan as he tries to infiltrate our lives and callings. 
which he knows will weaken the essential base for church and personal ministry and mission. Hebrews 10 says, Let us spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up um, meeting together, but encouraging one another. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, David. How very true. Thank you so much, David. Deb Kingham, come on up. What is it that God has been saying? Uh, God's been talking to me about preparation, and I had a picture of a, a field and um, that had lain fallow for a long time and that God was actually breaking it up. And uh, the Lord just said that he's preparing the church, that he's actually preparing us uh, in this season for change and for his purposes and for the next season that he has planned for us. And he said to us, um, don't have um, preconceived... You can have plans because uh, Proverbs says, a man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And so uh, Mike has uh, encouraged us to be sensitive to the spirit. And so God has just said to me um, to be prepared for change and not to be afraid of it. Um, and uh, that he'll, as we wait upon him, we've had three weeks of prayer and fasting, um, but that doesn't mean that we can stop praying. It means that we're still pushing to God and wait for him as he opens the way before us. That's right. Yeah, thank you so much, Deb. Thank you. That's wonderful. So good. Werner Meinl. Werner, would you like to come up here and join me? Ash, maybe after, straight after, when we've got some words uh, from online ministry as well. Thank you, Mark. It's good to be online with you today. <laughs> in uh, having gone through the last three weeks of prayer and fasting, uh, it's been a, a, a reminder that while we do that, the enemy doesn't like it. David has mentioned already, and in 1 Peter 5, it says, the, the devil goes around now lying like a lion seeking whom he might attract and bring down. And I was thinking, I wonder if our leadership, the whole team of leadership here and others in other leadership places have felt his attack during this time. If that's the case, I wonder, be encouraged because it's a sign that you're on the right track because the devil doesn't like it when we pray and fast and work in his kingdom. He really doesn't like that. So be encouraged that your ministry is on the right track and you're standing firm in what God has told you to do and keep doing that. In yesterday's reading, we were encouraged uh, to dream and have great dreams. And I was thinking, as a church, let's keep doing that. Let's keep mm. dreaming what God has for us. And let's continue to be united as we do that and focus yeah. on what God has for us as a church. And as we keep on doing it, let's not stop praying just because three weeks are over. Let's keep praying for God to do great things in this church, but right throughout Adelaide in Australia. Let's pray big prayers so that God's name and God's kingdom will be built up and we'll all be encouraged together. Be encouraged, amen. you leaders. Bless you. Thank you. Amen, amen. If you agree with that, put your hands together. Amen. Awesome. Oh, Susie. Good. Ash is on her way. Fantastic. Hey, Susie. What's hey. God been saying? 
Um, so I heard something about um, guarding our hearts, and I feel it's um, good to share with everything and everyone, and it's something that's been on my heart. Um, so Proverbs 4 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are the life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And I guess um, God says that he'll guard us, but it's our responsibility to guard our heart um, for whatever flows in will flow out. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. So very important. And, and that's uh, a lifelong pursuit. But I think in this season as well, we're talking about unity, talking about guarding your heart. All these things come together. It's great words. Thank you so much. Ash, our online pastor, Ash, if you don't know Ash. And, uh, and oh, Ash just got a little clap over there. Fantastic. I think the online just blew up for Ash. Lots of emojis in the chat. Uh, Ash, What's been, what's been uh, some of the things, you've just grabbed some things from the chat of people yeah. being putting in. What's some threads that people have been saying on the chat today? Yeah, so some things that have been shared are patience. Um, God's saying, abide in me, keep your eyes on me, trust me. Um, the word deeper has come through new ground and also that he's the God of breakthrough, that he would bring us to absolute surrender so that we might be filled by his spirit and empowered. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone online. Uh, thanks for being brave and bold and putting a chat, uh, you know, kind of comment in uh, there today. That's wonderful. Uh, Roger Chapman, you want to join me up on stage here? Uh, this is Roger, and uh, Roger's a great man of God. Uh, you might have waved to him as he was on the car park today. So uh, thanks, Roger, for that. Uh, what has God been saying? Well, firstly, uh, uh, there's confirmation in uh, the, what uh, David George just brought about uh, Satan's attack because uh, even yesterday I was uh, called on to um, support a family in prayer and encouragement because of the, the real assault on them. Yeah, and so it comes, it actually ties in because it, the Lord's been looking to me to go to Him for my priorities every day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and so He's been testing me on that and that yesterday was a real big test because everything was happening but I had to go back and support that family in the midst of all the other stuff yeah. so praise the Lord stuff's so special that's happening in the ministering one to another yeah and in the same way others are ministering to me too it's not a one-way trap yeah so it's a real privilege and we can minister one to another great thank you Lord thank you thank you Roger Bless you, mate. Thanks for sharing that today. And Jenny, come and join me up on the stage here. It's Jenny Lewis. She leads our craft ministry on a Wednesday. If you're into craft and you're free on a Wednesday morning, then go and have a chat to Jenny afterwards. Uh, but Jenny, what has God been saying? Well, he's been telling me to pray without ceasing Amen. because he does answer your prayers eventually. Not always what you want, but others. And we're to love everyone and reach out to those who don't know the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jenny. That's wonderful. Let's put our hands together for Jenny. And if you just want to 
bring your attention over to Michelle on the, on the, on the floor here with Robin. Robin can't be with us on the stage uh, today. But sh- Robin, what, what's God been saying? Um, he works in the most amazing ways. I was in the ladies' room the other day and praying, as I do, and all I saw was um, like a demonstration. Everyone was dressed in white and there were banners and signs, but I couldn't see any writing on them and people were joining in from the crowd um, and there was no sound like when you have the TV turned low so I don't know what it was but it just freaks me (laughs) just you know I just cry (laughs) yeah so and he just talks to me well all the time and you know you say to people did I just dream that but no God just keeps doing for me (laughs) so it's like yeah and usually it's for you know it's stuff relating to me but this was like bigger than Texas (laughs) thanks Robin bless you let's put our hands together for Robin I want to invite up uh, Kelly Bunyan. This is Kelly. Kelly is wonderful. You'd know Kelly because she speaks from time to time. Uh, Kelly this year has just taken on a new role as a principal in a school in the northern suburbs, which is huge. So blessings for you in that. Uh, but on other news, where's God been at work? What has he been saying to you? Thanks, Mike. Um, I felt the verse Isaiah 43:19 come to mind. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And the part that God really highlighted to me was the now it springs up, do you not perceive it? We could, we could miss it. He's, he's the one doing it. It's our job to perceive it. Sometimes we get stuck on seeing wilderness and wasteland, but he sees a way and he makes the streams. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, Let's celebrate Kelly and thank uh, her for that. Actually, anyone that speaks today, it's actually a big deal, isn't it, coming up in front of people, so let's celebrate with them. But thank you so much, Kelly. And that word has been spoken over the church in a number of ways. Uh, Just this Wednesday, actually, we were hosting a hybrid church conference. We had uh, 20 pastors in the room. Uh, We had 30 that were on Zoom behind us. We had a guy speaking from Melbourne. We were doing a little bit of um, speaking here at church as well. And it was uh, a word spoken over the community around doing a new thing. So I really want to affirm that and thank you for that. And we can get caught in in the wilderness, but actually God's making a new way and actually to have his eyes to actually see what's happening there is so very important. Well, hello, David. David George, our Teacher Gully Citizen of the Year, I introduce you to. Wonderful. Um, David, what's God been saying? Well, Mike, it's um, been 40 years, 47 odd years we've been here and I've never done this before. So I thought I'd write it out that way. I won't go on too long. Over the past few Sundays, Mike has laid out where, as a church on mission, we feel we are being led. This is in a range of areas, but keeping strongly to the fundamentals as we update goals and style following God's leading into the future. On several occasions, Mike has given thanks for the rich and positive sense of family that we are currently blessed with. And each time, I've sensed a deep concern Not because I disagree with Mike's assessment. A strong and loving church family is the essential base from which effective, relevant and winsome ministry and mission can flourish. 
but is the last thing Satan wants. So I've been convicted that at this time especially, we need to be on our guard against attacks at both the church and family level. A loving, caring church family only comes about through faithful teaching and dedicated ministry and loving member input over years. It is a beautiful gift of God that blesses us twice. Us, the family members, and as a powerful base for ministry to the wider community. As with their own families, so we need to pray and work to keep the sense of love and purpose and unity. As we move forward, my fear and expectation is that Satan will attack us and we need to be ready. And some of the signs of that attack are things like attack on the leadership and their families, attacks on marriages, a relatively trivial theological and other things become huge issues. Um, inward looking expectations that the church must be exactly what I want and not what other people and the community wants. Regular attendance becomes an opposite. I need to say this carefully because I've just swallowed something I think. An optional extra rather than God's requirement on us. So let us revel in God's blessing on us. This special family we have here and each of us be on our guard against Satan as he tries to infiltrate our lives and callings, which he knows will weaken the essential base for church and general and personal ministry and mission. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. Let's put our hands together for David. How very important is it to protect the unity in the life of the church and to actually understand that we are in a spiritual battle. Uh, the, you know, Paul talks really openly in Ephesians that you know, it's not a battle of flesh and blood, but actually a spiritual battle that we are in. So if we're going to move into the purposes and the things that God has for us, we need to be aware of that. So yeah, this word on unity is so very important. Hello, Karen. Thank you so much for your paintings today. Can we put our hands together for Karen, our artist? Uh, Karen, what is it that you've been hearing from God during the prayer and fasting? Um, the Lord has led me to do prayer ministry for people. And uh, I've been going actually out to shopping centers and praying for people. And normally um, I have to wait on him to give me the courage who to, to approach. And one night I actually asked him, could he show me or tell me who I was going to see the next day? And he actually gave me in specific um, detail that I was gonna meet an Asian lady and um, she would be wearing red. And so the next day, it really took a lot of trust because it took about 45 minutes before I actually saw an Asian lady wearing red. And then when I saw her specifically, the Lord said to me, depression. And I knew what I had to pray for. Um, so my story is just that if we are willing to listen, God is always faithful and he will tell us what to do. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Let's put our hands together for Karen. Great personal testimony of listening and attending and hearing the things of God. And maybe just a little thought for us, you know, when you go to the shopping center, when you attend to just the regular rhythms of your day, to actually be praying for those that God has for you in that place, not just the things that you might need to do in that environment. Eliza, 
come on up and we'd love to hear where has God been speaking to you and what's he been saying during this prayer and fasting season? So it's not just been this three weeks that God's been speaking to me. He's had a word on my mind and it was the last week or so of the prayer and it was um, to do with reach. And the word he's put on my mind is the unreached. Um, Chloe has been amazing with their online um, church and it's been uh, born in 2020, which is a year of hardship, but it's been a year of great and growth. Um, but we have an opportunity to reach those who don't know God in rural aspects, like maybe they don't have access to internet or anything like that. So we have a really good opportunity and that's something that God's been putting in my heart today. It had that heart, pump, heart pumping moment. I was like, share it. So, um, yeah, Great. that means. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Eliza. Yeah, certainly. How do we position ourselves before God as a church that continues to reach those that haven't heard of him? Thank you so much. Yeah, Susie. What has God been saying? So this is something that I feel God has put on my heart and it may be, it may be for the church as well. So Proverbs 4.20 and it, it's about guarding your heart. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. And I just felt um, God saying, if we're going to move forward, then that's so important to guard our hearts. And I like a few people have said today already, we need to be prepared for spiritual attacks from the enemy. Um, and God says that he will look after us and he will guard us, but it's our responsibility to guard our hearts for whatever flows into us will also flow out of our life. Mm. Okay, thank you. Wow. Well, let's thank Susie. But what a challenge for us as well. Again, just to bring ourselves before the Lord and, and where is your heart before him today? You know, Jesus is so keen on shaping you from the inside out and wants to continue to grow uh, your heart and softness towards him. Amy, come on forward. What has God been saying? Um, so for me, I guess, um, in my prayer over the last week, God's really been... Um, reaffirming the importance of prayer in absolutely every single part of your life um, and the phrase that he's given me is circle everything in prayer um, and like every little thing whether it's to do with work school uni personal life or even faith life in terms of witnessing to other people um, but that circle everything in prayer because prayer can change lives prayer can turn things around and it can change everything and so circle every single little thing, no matter how little it seems in prayer. Thank you. Thanks so much, Amy. That's wonderful. So good. James, come up. Yeah, come on, straight up. It's good. This is James, everybody, if you don't know James. Uh, James, what is it that God has been saying? Um, so something God was just saying before was, like, handing him your past and, like, your past sins and your regrets and, like, letting him use that instead of, like, letting, like, Satan and that type of thing be able to use that and be able to... For God to be able to use that for His glory and to be able to reach people and to grow His kingdom. Great. Thank you so much. It's good. Thanks, James. It's really brave to share that today. 
Rachel, hello. What is it that God has been saying to you during this prayer and fasting season? Yeah, just this, oh, sorry, sorry, Mike. <laughs> the same, just this morning as I was getting ready to come to church, you know, saying, Lord, speak. Um, I heard the Lord say the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. He's dwelling in you and allow him to work in your life. So the battles, we are facing many battles and it seems the enemy has surrounded us on all sides. There's darkness and in our human minds, we cannot comprehend how a breakthrough is going to come. There seems to be no way and it's so dark. But then God says, when Jesus was in hell, when Jesus was dead and crucified, he was buried in the tomb. All of hell wanted to keep him there and imagine devil and all his minions. But then when the time came, when the work was finished, God raised him up from the dead and Satan or his powers or his devils could not hold Jesus back. The same way that same power that resurrected Jesus is at work in our lives. So be encouraged. God will do a great thing. He will bring about deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's thank Rachel. You might need to receive that word personally in your life today. You might feel like you are in a battle. You might be going through a season of hardship and you need to know that that resurrection power lives in you as a follower of Jesus. I certainly received that word today. Thank you, Rachel. That's great. Ash, our online pastor, Ash. Let's welcome Ash. Uh, Ash, uh, what has been happening online uh, today? Share uh, with us uh, some of the words and uh, what God's been saying online. Yeah, for sure. Super excited to share what God's been speaking to our online community. So some things that have come through are the word patience, um, the word deeper, uh, God saying, abide in me, keep your eyes on me, trust me. Um, the words new ground and also that he's the God of breakthrough, that he would bring us to absolute surrender so that we might be filled by his spirit and empowered. So yeah, God's speaking. Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks to everyone online. Thanks for participating in this with us. And we have Emily. Oh, fantastic. Emily, really keen to know what God has been saying. Um, just, I wasn't going to share, but then everyone was sharing something that was similar to what was on my heart. So um, mine was on relying on God uh, and particularly through prayer. Um, and this morning, the verse from Philippians 4, 6 to 7 came to mind around, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh, and um, a little bit like what Amy was saying about circling everything in prayer, um, that's something that I've found in the past six to 12 months um, I've really needed to do. And it's just transformed um, a lot of the way that I operate um, instead of trying to figure it out myself first and that leading to stress and um, concern and things, bringing it to God first. And... Um, allowing him, giving him the space to move and um, things have happened probably in different ways than perhaps I would have thought but he's um, yeah just brought new opportunities and um, just helped me you know day to day life to walk with him rather than being so um, dragged down by what's going on. Great, thank you so much. Put our hands together for Emily. 
we just put our hands together for everyone who shares, just, just, share, just share just now. Uh, really, uh, really uh, powerful uh, to hear uh, words of uh, prayer and intimacy with God, uh, to actually engage uh, you know, with the enemy in, in uh, breakthrough and seeking God and into his purposes and leaving things in the past and moving into uh, this future uh, that God has for us. Uh, so very important. You know, as I've been praying uh, for us uh, as a church community, three words really uh, have come to mind for me uh, for us. And actually, they're weaved in all of what was shared today. Um, it's just, it's incredible when you hear from uh, the people of God and how God weaves His story and His, um, His message in and through us. And that's, that's something that is so beautiful because as I was saying earlier, God is the God of the heavens and the earth, yet He knows your story and He would speak into your world. And then He'd be able to do that for us as a faith community and be able to do that in the midst of, you know, one of the trickiest years uh, that we had last year. And as we move forward into all that God has for us into this year and beyond. And there's that sense of being in it together. Uh, so very important. And it might even be today that you are coming uh, here today or you're with us online and you're exploring faith. I, I hope that you take an encouragement from the fact that God is a God who speaks. He's a God who communicates. He's a relational God who has a loving embrace that wants to draw you deeper into our relationship with Him and His purposes for your life and for that to be expressed in, uh, in a wider community that we call church. The three words that God spoke into uh, my uh, heart and into my mind during our, our prayer and fasting, the first one was around this song that we've been singing, Fresh Wind, and uh, really an affirmation for what Kelly has shared, that God is taking us into a new season. And there's an invitation that comes with that, but what also comes with that is a sense of change and there might have already been a lot of change happened in the last 12 months. Uh, like I mentioned uh, last week, this Dr. Tom Rayner, who's talked about, you know, a post-quarantine church, and we don't want to go back. The Holy Spirit has the future for us. I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week, but he also writes uh, in this book that, you know, it's like we're in 2025. We've kind of had, you know, four to five years of change management that's been thrust upon us as a society because of the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And some of us might be like, I am just so over change. So much has been pushed upon me. So much has been thrust upon me. I don't even know how I'm going to cope. Or there might even be that, just that nagging thought. It's like, when do things go back to normal? I just want them to go back. And you might have even just started to, you know, kind of say that because there's a fatigue that comes with uh, the amount of change and just being on alert like we have been for this last 12 months. So in that, how do we follow God? Uh, how do we embrace the new season? How do we continue to learn and participate in the ways of God, knowing that He's the one that's leading us? I just encourage you to continue to pursue Jesus in that because, you know, there's no formulas, no answer. You just got to stay with it. You got to stay with it. You got to stay with God and with what He's doing in and through the community and be open to all that He has for us as we embrace this new season. And the second word that God really spoke to me clearly was around unity. Uh, so it's, it's quite affirming to me to hear about uh, the importance of uh, continuing to protect the unity in the life of the church. You know, it's um, really interesting. Sometimes you don't think about something if you've got it. And then when you don't have it, you kind of think about, oh, how can I you know, cultivate that or growing that? Sometimes it's in the absence uh, and it's not necessarily when, when you've got it. Uh, we actually have a really high unity in the life of the church at the moment. And it's really important to name that. But also what David shared, it, you know, the enemy would want to disrupt that. 
definitely. Satan does not want us to move towards a God-sized dream. Let me just make that really clear. He does not want people to come into his kingdom. He doesn't want us to continue to um, plant churches or be involved in mission overseas. That's not his plan for us at all. So for us to protect the unity in the life of the church is so very important. The way that we speak to one another, the way that we, uh, the way that we um, you know, raise concerns, the way that we encourage one another, the way that we you know, are able to um, disagree with someone, but then pull them really close into relationship and not get caught up in some of those things that David mentioned. You know, um, but actually pursue the things of God and protect and hold the unity. As Paul talks about in Ephesians, that we'd have that unity that grows us into maturity so that we would have the fullness of God in our lives you know, and together as a church family. Really important for us to protect the unity that we have at the moment and to um, move into all that God has for us, which is the third word for me, which, which was participate. Participate. I really sense that God wants our church to know that everyone has an opportunity to participate in the kingdom of God and into the God-sized dream and into focusing in on what matters most. Kind of like the phrase that God gave me was like, everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play. So I just want you to know that. Everyone gets to play. And we have an opportunity to participate in the ways and the things of God. So what I'm going to invite you to do is at the end of our time, I want you to hang up your little card on the display outside because we're going to pull together literally hundreds of cards and we're going to say, God, what are you saying? And we're going to, in prayer, pull those threads together and we're going to really listen and attend to those things as we, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, move into the future that God has for us. So with all that in mind, I encourage you to to, um, just pick up the elements the, the bread and the juice that you um, received on the way in. And if you don't have that, then please um, raise your hand and one of the team will get that to you. Because I want us to just allow God, just in this moment, to come and speak to us. Paul says to the church in Corinth that uh, before we participate in the meal, the family meal, communion, that we need to examine ourselves. We need to examine ourselves, uh, maybe uh, as Susie was saying, to examine our heart before the Lord. Guard our heart before Him. So I encourage you to take a moment now with all that has been said to examine yourself before the Lord. And if you're waiting for the elements, just keep your hand up nice and high and we'll get to you. But examine your heart before the Lord. Where are you placed before him? As you hold the elements and you consider Jesus' great sacrifice for you, you consider his body and his blood poured out for you. You might even want to look at the cross. You might want to focus in on the cross. Thank Jesus for the the life that you have by His grace. Jesus said these words to His disciples. Mark 14 says, While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it, and He gave it to His disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. And then He took the cup, and when He had given thanks, He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said. 
Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Let's eat and drink together. you to stand. Uh, church family, I'm really feeling the sense of the Lord has just come across me and I think I think there are people here that are feeling a real battle with offence and the hurt and the heaviness that that is causing them in their life. And I think the Lord wants to release you from that today. Um, so thank you, Pastor Mike. I just thought I wanted to raise that subject. It's a, it's a silent thing. Um, it often doesn't seem to come up here, um, but it will in our life. So I think the Lord wants you to be released from that. Great. Thanks, Annette. Yeah, well, let's pray into this.